And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. It's time to talk all things finance and to help guide us through the blizzard of uh, financial ignorance. It's our Sherpa, Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Good afternoon. <laughs> Sherpa, Jesus. I'm not good at carrying anything. Look at the size of me. You like all, all those? You just want to show the way. That's what you're here I'm for. I'm just a slow want, pack horse, You're here mate. to show the way. That's what you're here for. My exactly. colourful metaphors are getting worse, aren't they? Exactly. In, indeed. Luke, you've brought a bodyguard today. I have. I have. So this month we're going to have Ask the, Ask the Specialist. And what we've tried to do today is really just have a topic that I get asked regularly um, that is outside of my field. And, you know, the guys that we're going to have in this month are the people that I throw to that are specialists in the area. So we've got Andrew Snydro from Hardwick's Accountant here today. So say hello to the people. Hey, hi, guys. How are you all going? I'm going to have to get you to move that mic back to where I put it before oh. because it's just not pointing at you at all. <laughs> so now turn it around towards you. That's, and tilt it back down so that it's pointing towards you. That's a lot better. Excellent. So uh, and, and bring it across a bit more. There first we go. First time, first time. There we go. Excellent. All right. So we're here to talk about things that you don't yeah. know about. That is surprising. I thought well, you knew about everything. Look, a little bit about a little bit. Um, but the thing is we get asked regularly, you know, from a number of clients. And one of the big things we're going to talk about that, that's a hot topic for us is do I lease a car or do I buy a car? And some of the things that we're going to cover off today are the considerations and the things to keep in mind because like all financial strategies, it doesn't mean it works for you and you need to consider a range of things to ensure that you make the most of the opportunities that you have and you can get out of it what you're trying to achieve. So Andrew's come in today to talk about some key things to think about when we're looking at a lease or looking at, say, borrowing and buying a car outright, which was the old school way of doing it, which is fine in some situations. Um, so it's, it's the, the, the big one I get regularly is, you know, do I lease or do I buy? Like, what's, what's the difference between those two options for people? Yeah, it's a, it's a common question that Luke passes through to me quite, quite often. I think the first thing about a, a novated lease is that it's actually almost like renting a car. You don't own the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when you're doing something like this, it can get quite daunting. They think they're owning the car and they're paying, they're paying for it and they're not. The other thing about Novated Lease is it's an arrangement between yourself, the finance company and the employer. So you have this lease and you uh, pass it on to the employer and the employer pays it on your behalf mm-hmm. as part of your salary. So that's probably the first biggest difference uh, compared to, say, a loan, where in a loan you stand it, it's self-explanatory. You buy, a, get a car, you get a loan, you own the car, you pay the loan off over a certain time period and there's usually a residual at the end of a lease and there is not one at the end of a loan you get a choice so it's more flexible with a loan compared to a lease right and when you move between those two options i understand that the lease payment can be deductible yeah 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 correct so in a novated lease it's like renting and in part of the deduction of a of, of a novated lease uh there's uh uh, a pre and a post tax component, a private portion of it, and a deductible portion. And under a novated lease, as part of your salary, you would pre-tax or get a tax deduction for a certain part of that sal- uh, lease, and then you have to pay some of the private use. Under under a, a loan, you don't have that that option. 
um, you're paying right. it from post-tax uh, right. uh, salary. Okay, so that'd be what a lot of people out there would know as salary sacrifice, Correct. where their employer takes part of their fortnightly wage and they put that towards the payment of the vehicle and then they get the balance of their wage that comes through as an after-tax payment into their personal bank account and they go off and pay their mortgage and, and live and do those things. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I mean, with, with a novated lease, it, it is... Um, it can be com 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 excuse me, compli complicated right. because you do have a pre and a post tax deduction. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I guess the, the, the big thing to take out of it is get your numbers right, understand what you're going to have to pay. And, and most people can go to their employer or to um, a, a third party provider and they'll be able to provide all of those calculations in relation to the pre and post benefits, the price of the car, how much they're going to pay, the duration of the loan and all of those sorts of considerations. That, that's, that's exactly right, yes. Okay, all right. So that's, that's really important that, you know, I think you keep in mind that whilst it is available to you, it may or may not be something that's in your best interest. So it's very important that you go and see somebody like Andrew or, or an accountant to say, look, I was thinking about doing this and before you jump in and find out that, you know, you've paid too much for the car, there's limited tax deductions, you know, there's, there's other things that could impact the, the financial benefit of doing it. Get some advice and understand what you're walking into because one of the key things that you find with, with a lease as opposed to a loan is the payment is fixed. Mm -hmm. So if you lease a car for five years and at the time you take the lease out, the interest rate is set and your payment for that five-year period is exactly what it will be at the start will follow all the way through to the end. Because is it true that with a home loan, we see interest rates fall and people have a saving that they can take advantage of. But with a lease, once you lease that car, the payment is set for the duration of the loan. And if rates fall, you're still on that same payment. That's the case, isn't it? Yeah, with, with a lease, you're paying off, or you're not paying off any car. You're paying for the use of the car, plus repairs, maintenance, and anything else in between. So basically, it's a budgeted amount of money. If you compare a car that you buy outright and you compare the car that you're going to use, a lease is a lower cost option up until the point where you have to pay the residual after three years. So you may actually pay off the car in three years and you own it. In a lease, you have the, op you have the option to then refinance that lease. So long-term leases can actually cost you more. And what a lot of clients end up doing is ro uh, rotating these leases to get another car. A lot of clients come in and see me and say, I, I want a car and I've heard it's a good tax benefit. And, mm -hmm. it, and it's when we get to the nuts and bolts of it, it's really the car is still going to cost you some money. Mm -hmm. yes. It's just whether or not there's a tax benefit under one option or the, or, or the other. And sometimes when you cash flow it, it actually turns out that in the short term, a, lead, a loan could be better off. Mm -hmm. Because you, they, those people want to hold that car for 10 years. Yeah. But yeah. someone that wants to rotate these cars every three years, they're paying a fixed amount every year for uh, every month for a, a car and then, mm. then they rotate and get the next model. Right. Okay. The, um, the federal budget this week has announced that, you know, people in, who are running businesses now can write off uh, assets 100% instantly um, un with an unlimited amount of money. I mean, if you had a business where it was appropriate, you could buy yourself a brand new Maserati and write that off straight away, couldn't you? Yeah, not, 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 not quite. There is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, this afternoon you can, yeah, but uh, Monday probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there, there is a there is a, a limit, a luxury car limit that allows you to claim a certain a certain depreciation um, and and costs of those cars. So a Maserati, hundred thousand dollars, 
you're not going to get the full tax benefit. Not even with the hundred percent write-off that uh, if it's, if it's a business vehicle, you know you're in the public relations business. Yep, yep. Not- <laughs> and luxury luxury goods kicks in at what? Uh, Fifty-seven thousand. Yeah. So anything over fifty-seven, you're really right. sort of foregoing some of that tax efficiency, and that That's really right. comes back to you know know your numbers, know the impact, yeah. because the assumption of oh hang on I'll race out and get that Maserati, only to find out at the end of the year you only got a tax deduction for half of it you may be a little bit upset about that. that so. no, that's right. I think another good point you raise is, is with, with a novated lease, um, they, they're, they're, quite, they're useful if you're not using it for business because the other option is that you can claim a tax deduction if you use it for business and you keep a logbook for those cars. So when you're doing uh, a lot of kilometres for work, you're probably likely to go buy a car that's within the limits, completely write it off. And you keep a logbook in a financial sense, not in a car smash. Whereas someone that might be a private, private using the car for a private use, um, the novated leases are, are more attractive. Yeah. So again, it comes back to understanding what you're going to use the car for, how long you're going to have the car for. If you're going to want the security of a fixed payment, then a lease would be okay because you know what you're going to be up for the, for the time frame that you select. You can generally pick three, four, five years in relation to duration, mm-hmm. depending on what you need. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's also then about understanding the tax implications because, as Andrew said, you can do a lot of things uh, in a lot of situations, but understanding the nitty-gritty is why I always say to somebody, look, go and speak to somebody that knows about this stuff because it really is a, a, an art form and everybody's situation is different and everybody has different levels of taxable income, expenses and all these other things. And it, it comes down to really, as we've always said, start with the end in mind and then work your way backwards so that you can get the best outcome you know, that's, that's available for you because it, it doesn't suit everybody all of the time. So if you're buying a car and you're not using a lease structure, you take out a loan to buy the car, you own that car and then you're paying off the loan. Correct. Uh, and and it's, if we're doing this as a business, so it's a business vehicle and you can then claim your interest payments as a tax deduction, but you're paying the car off, so it's not all interest, is it? No, you, you, claim, you can claim the interest, but what you do get is uh, uh, the depreciation on, on that car. And now with the current, the current announcements... Um, or even especially with COVID being in, the government's been very generous in saying you can claim an instant write-off on this car yeah. um, for, for business only. Novated leases are more for employee employees. Employees right. cannot claim a tax deduction uh, for, for their no. write-off immediately. Right. They have to depreciate it over eight years. Yes. And then they okay. need to keep a logbook for that. Right. So what, so what all of the wives of the self-employed people out there heard was... <laughs> I get a car and it's 100% tax-free. Hey, hubby, go shopping on the weekend. That's, my, that's the Maserati I, I, I was think, talking I about. Think that's what, <laughs> I think that's what the spouse of all self-employed people, male or female, the spouse has heard, hey, I'm in for a new car here, and darling, you're getting a tax deduction, so you can't tell me we can't afford it. So, you know, I think that one's a, you know, really important to keep in mind, that you just understand what you're going to do. Make sure you understand what it is or isn't deductible because depending on the structure, your conditions and, and what you can and can't take advantage yep. of could actually change over time. And, of course, it's a, it's a very different story if you are, say, a highly paid executive in a company and we're talking about what's your pay structure as compared to somebody who is running their own business, mm. the self-employed, you're calling the shots, uh, and it's, it, it's a business vehicle in that sense. These are totally different scenarios, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. And I think the, the big thing to keep in mind, again, you say, you know, do I lease, do I borrow? The, if, you've, 
in, in current environment with money being so cheap, it's, it is a very, very cheap time to be leasing cars because interest rates on leases now are, you know, for new vehicles, late twos, early 3%, which yeah. is unheard of, which is also a, an illustration of how difficult things are economically. But if you've got a home loan, you know, and you use an offset account, which we've touched on in other episodes, if you can draw money out of your, your home at, you know, 2.5%, buy a vehicle and then look to try and pay it down over a similar time frame or a time frame that you can control it's a very good way of getting very cheap money to buy a vehicle and whether you claim a deduction or not will come down to your personal situation but you then have the ability to control your cash flow and the biggest mistake people can make on that front is oh i'll pay this off over three years and it becomes 10 years and a $50,000 car actually cost you $75,000, including interest. So, again, you have to be fairly disciplined where you're going to use your own money because you may or may not have the same tax benefits. But yeah. understanding these options is why I you know, I outsource this sort of stuff to the, the lads that know because these are the questions they ask you and they can find very quickly whether it is or isn't something that's viable. Yeah, certainly if you're, if you're going to borrow some money and buy a car, that sounds pretty simple and straightforward. But when you start talking about the Novated lease and mm. all of the conditions, and it starts to get a little bit more complicated doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And the other thing to keep in mind as well is, you know, with the lease, you've got a balloon payment at the end. And when yeah. you take the lease out, you say, is it 30, 40, 50%? Now, the ATO, I understand, they regulate the minimum amount of the balloon. Is that Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. right. How, so, does, how does that work? Yeah, so the ATO will tell you exactly uh, that the minimum residual amount that has to be on the price of the car. Uh, and then at the end of the lease, the the employee has the option to refinance that 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 residual or go get a new yeah. new new okay. car but the biggest the biggest thing about the residual is you've got to be careful if you drive this car remember you're borrowing this car you're renting this car if the residual is is there's a shortfall between that and the sale price of the car you are up for that difference mm. and that's very important so if you are giving the uh, the novated lease and saying you're doing 10,000 k's they calculate a residual on the 10,000 k's per year but you do 20 you could be up for a rude shock at the end of three years. Yeah, yeah. if you've dinged the side and scratched the paint and exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. You're and in again, all sorts exactly. of trouble. Another another really good consideration between I'm going to keep this car for 10 years or I'm going to have it for three and then look to try and move it on, they're the sorts of things that you need to discuss with your accountant because if you're going to do a lot of Ks, regardless of the tax deduction, you may be better off using your own money if it's a, if it's a longer time frame mm-hmm. in relation to the purchase. Any other pros and cons that are pitfalls for the unwary? No, like, no. I think I think really not, not, when you when you're doing an innovated lease, it's just a good good way, a low cost option for having the same car for a shorter period of time than if you were to buy it outright. Okay, and a, a simple question: If you are employed and your boss says to you, "Look, you can have the pay rise or you can have a company car," which one should you choose? Yeah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> He's full of good uh, questions. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think when when clients come in here, they they always think of a car as being a great tax. Dodge, right? Yeah. Tax benefit. I shouldn't say dodge, but that's what that, that's the word. That <laughs> that's what people out. think. That's of, what yeah. people think. Yeah. And 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 it's not it's not true like that. You have to spend this money. Yeah. Right. Mm. And you might get a ten or fifteen percent benefit on this spending this money. Could that money be used on something else, like paying your home loan off? So if someone says to me, "You're going to get a pay rise," it's really coming back to them and saying, "Well." Do you want the car as a lifestyle and this is the best way to do it, novated lease or, or, or purchase outright? Hmm. Or, hey, go speak to Luke and say, look, maybe you should invest it in something else. It does come down to personal circumstances. Hmm. Oh. 
Yeah. I think I think that's that's the, the the key takeout in relation to do I or don't I. It's understanding your cash flow and knowing what you're committing to because. Too, far too often we see younger people, you know, want to drive around in cars that impress everybody on Facebook. Mm. But, you know, if you can't afford it over the duration, it can get very ugly very quickly. Um, Will just suggested if you went out and bought yourself a V10 Viper, that really would be a tax dodge because it's a Dodge <laughs> Viper. <laughs> You'd be dodging speed cameras, I know that much. <laughs> That's for sure. We've been talking about whether it's better to buy a car outright or obtain it through a novated lease. So mm. what are the things to keep in mind? Well, the $60 million question, do or I don't know, I think people need to keep in mind, understand your budget and know what you can afford. I think if you go into that with a clear understanding of what you're working with, you can manage your expectations because the law of getting a nicer and nicer car when you can pay for it on a fortnightly or monthly basis is, is quite sexy. And I think we also learned before the break from Andrew that Understand the tax implications and the pros and cons of what you're going to do. How it's structured will have a big impact on the tax efficiency, the time frame, your balloon payment, which is the amount that you pay out at the end. And also then consider that you don't have to jump to a novated lease. I think he made a very good point of saying, if you've got very cheap funding from your home loan, that's another way of buying a long-term vehicle that you may do a lot of kilometres in, mm. which could reduce in value, which could result in, in a, you know, an increased amount of money getting paid at the end. Um, know, what, know what you're going to be up for. Check the rates because they don't change. If, if interest rates fall on a home loan, your payments go down, not with a novated lease. You're stuck with the rate at the time you take it out for the duration of the period. So understand that and always make sure that if you do use your own money that you have a time frame to pay it off so that a $50,000 car doesn't end up costing you hundred grand in interest over a 10-year period because you never got around to making those payments. <laughs> you, you, you know you can avoid that just by paying cash. Well... Cash is good, but I don't. You're not allowed to use cash anymore, are you? The gas, the no, I mean the government's anti-cash. I mean, just go to the bank. <laughs> yeah, you spend your own money instead of borrowing any. The problem is these young thundercats under forty now. They want they want what their dads earned, you know, from thirty-five to forty years of work. They wanted it at twenty-six, and <laughs> the only way to get it is to is to lease it and pay for it later. So that's a generational problem that I don't think we're well, going to fix that's today. Right, but I I remember being I remember being eighteen and trying to buy a car. Of course, you've got to borrow. You don't have any money, there you even go. if you're buying a fifteen-year-old clunker. You still got to borrow money for exactly it. Exactly right. So. Yeah, it's important people understand what they're getting into because yeah. it is a commitment, it is a contract, and it's an agreement between you and your employer or you and your bank. And at the end of the day, your home's on the line as security if you do take the money out and buy a vehicle. So just be mindful of what you're doing because it's not it's not cupcakes and rainbows all the time. Cupcakes and rainbows. Cupcakes and rainbows. Yeah, and unicorns. We could do with riding a couple of unicorns with, as well. So with you know. the fairy tale butterfly glitter wings. Hey, listen, I yeah. don't care. The Raiders <laughs> can ride in on unicorns tonight as long as. As long as they get the W, mate, that's all that matters. So they can roll whatever they want after that. Yes, I, I should have realised you've got something else on your mind. Uh, the, the clock is ticking. It's it's rapidly approaching game time. Mm. It's the grand final rematch. Mm. It's going to be a cracker. Yes, oh, Lisa, I hope the boys can get it done. You know, I think most of Canberra will get out there and support them. And I think if you can't get to the stadium, if you're at home, you know, well, it's, it's in Sydney TV. tonight. So oh, it's in yeah, as well. there you go. You'll definitely be throwing beer at your TV. So <laughs> you know. Just don't throw the bottle because that can get expensive and you can't lease TVs. What you, what, what you do is you turn the uh, the sound down on your TV and you turn 2CC up because the 2CC Raiders call team will be calling the action on the radio. Right. Well, there we go. That's so you, it. So that way you'll get the correct bias. <laughs> Great. My wife's going to love that in a couple of hours. Instead of those Sydney commentators. That's it. I'm blaming you at 7.30. Yeah, oh, right. Okay. It's all my fault. <laughs>
There we go. Beautiful. Uh, we've been talking about uh, buying cars, believe yep. it or not. So uh, what should people do if they want to have more information, Luke? Well, look, I think, you know, 62604749, ultimately you're going to come in, you're going to ask me, and then I'm going to send you to Andrew. So, you know, I think you know, if Andrew Snydro's at, at Hardwick's account and he's a partner there, and he speaks in English, you know. He may not have done that today, but, you know, that's not his <laughs> fault. <laughs> but he takes very complicated things and puts them in, in, in language that everybody can understand, and that's why I got him in today because that's what my clients appreciate when they're having something complicated explained to them. Um, just tell the people where you're at, mate. Where's the office? Yeah, yep. Uh, we're in uh, six fifth Close in Deakin. Just uh, across the road from uh, Equinox, not far from there. Perfect. All right, and if they want to get you on the phone? Yep, 6282-5999. Always, always call Luke if you want to. Get through it through, through that way. That's exactly right. If you go and see him through me, the, the price is going to go up. So You've no. got to take your cut, aren't you? Only, only that's kidding. how it works. Only kidding. Free of charge. Free <laughs> of a, charge. There's, a, there's always a nibble for the man in no, the middle. Look, that's all right. We just pass it on because at the end of the day, my clients are happy, his clients are happy, you know, and wherever we send people, you know, it's about using people that you know will look after the people that you trust the most. And if we can have people in a net and, and get the service that they're after and leave happy, I don't I don't care what happens as long as they get the outcome that they're after. So. Fantastic. You didn't, didn't want to mention the podcast, the YouTube channel and all that? Well, you know, podcast to Strategy Stacker. It's on iTunes and, and Spotify, um, Envision Financial Canberra on YouTube, so you can subscribe to that and catch the show and see Andrew shaking in his seat, which will, which will be <laughs> quite entertaining later, the poor bugger. Um, and as I say, envisionfinancial.com.au. You can go to the Knowledge Centre and, and look at all the technical library of data that we have there, and if you're that way inclined, you can sit and, and, and scroll your brains out. So. Fantastic stuff. Luke, thanks very much. Beautiful. Andrew, thank you. Thank you. And that's it for this week's edition of uh, Everything Financial. So uh, we'll be back again at the same time next Friday. Luke will come back with another financial expert. And, of course, uh, we'll do it all over again then.